Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right now, checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Chase in the end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions! That's it, pack the bag, start the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, Rose-colored glasses never go out of style. Never. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who haven't scored since 1958. Chris and Case. Hey, Heidi Ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 249. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit, and I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, The Riz. How you doing, buddy? It is great to be with you, my bearded friend. I've never seen you with facial hair before. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. It's it my good. thigh mop. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's, um, I just haven't shaved since, like, middle of December, because I haven't worked, and I've just seen what happens. It's, it's a mess. <laughs> I will, uh... We'll talk more about that. We'll talk about that. We got a lot going on. We got the Riz here today. Uh, today's show, there's a lot going on here in Lions Land, and, and it's probably pretty good that the uh, season's over because it's a good time for these things to happen. First thing we have to talk about is our lack of a defensive coordinator. We don't have one right now, and we want to talk a little bit about the strategy around that because there's been a lot of talk about that in the Patreon chat and uh, some of the strategic thinking around that. And Riz and I had a, not a disagreement, but we had a different point of view. I don't, and I don't think we're actually too far off, but we want to share it with you and get your thinking and see what's going on with that. Um, we're going to talk about uh, some other coaching changes, senior bowl coverage. That's huge, important dates coming up and the lions and the NFL draft. There's a lot of talk there going on right now. A lot of stuff. Sometimes it's smoke screening. Sometimes it's confusion. Sometimes it's straight stupidity, but we're here to help us train it all out and take a look at it. Um, got a great show lined up. Riz, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, first, a couple announcements quick. Check us out, help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... Very sexy, very sexy. Of course, our very first donor, Mathis, and Brian B. from I Prevail. Check us out at patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You'll get access to the Patreon Slack, which is the most intelligent chat on the internet at least, at least related to the lions there may be some like beaker chat and some biotech company or something right that's probably pretty smart but that's it, we're second only to something like that I'm, I'm certain of it um you need it you need it so yeah join us on patreon a little as a dollar a month you can always give more if you'd like but a dollar a month donation gets you into the chat and it's it's great conversations going on a lot of a lot of stuff uh chris robbins has been doing a pretty cool um defensive coordinator breakdown he's going kind of deep but he's doing a daily one there's some trivia some other fun stuff going on great place to hang with the team and uh riz and chris and case and all of us are hanging around there so you get to see that and a lot of insider stuff patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast get in there and help the show uh it's gonna help us as we talk about senior bowl you guys in the patreon are the biggest helpers for that don't forget to give us a like on instagram facebook facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast 
uh, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast and on the Twitter at DET Lions podcast. DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see the Riz. With no pants. That's right. Check us out on YouTube. YouTube is going to be huge during Senior Bowl week. We'll talk about it during the show. But get on there, hit the notification bell. You guys are going to see a lot on that channel in two weeks from now. It's going to be a week of just a funnel of information and uh, interviews and so on. Get there now, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Also, when you get the podcast, if you're not watching on YouTube, go on over and uh, even if you are, get your podcast app so you can hear us just on the audio version, the golden tones of Jeff Risden. Uh, when you do that, rate us on <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, ah. iHeart. Pandora, wherever you want. We're, we're, we're there. You go you go there, you get it, you listen to us. Give us a review, give us that five stars. That's forever. And people really appreciate people doing that for us and helping push us towards the top of the charts. Also, give us a call on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or on the Lions line. It's 929-33-Lions. It's 929-335-4667. That's a whole mouthful. Leave a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. <laughs> your chin straps kids it's time to review this week in reddit all right let's talk about the fun and exciting things going down this week in reddit i've been flying man we're doing this live i got the beard going we had a couple of issues starting to get us started off late got a microphone <laughs> hardware thing that i'm using gaff tape to hold together it just happened as we got ready to start so uh, Riz. We're over over screwing things and under under exposing some other things it's, it's just not good <laughs> technical difficulties are a bitch man yeah it's the nature of life in this in this in this crazy biz right <laughs> but you know i really like doing these live i do i do enjoy it um we're going to get through a couple of quick topics here, and then we'll open up to- uh, calls while we yeah. finish out the show. Love to hear from you guys and get your questions and stuff. Um, like we talked about, we're going to do the draft as the last, t- last topic today. We've got a couple things we want to cover beforehand, so let's dive in. Um, this one rose a little bit out of the Patreon chat. We were having a conversation about the defensive coordinator. Who might it be? And Can it be now? <laughs> so before the show, I was singing a bunch of different songs to Chris, um, among them Bush, Metallica, um, Beastie Boys, and and now we're on to uh, was that Men at Work? Men at Work, yes, yes. Wow! If you start pulling out men without hats, I'm I'm tapping out. Just so you know, I will do the safety dance for you, my friend. When we're in Mobile at the slushy place, the slushy store. <laughs> oh yeah, so Sam and I found a place right next to the slushy store. By, by the way, so <laughs> if we can't make it out after drinking the the um, pure grain alcohol slushy, then we can we can just stumble. Oh, God, that was good. Oh, that was good. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk about that. We got, yeah, we got we defensive will. coordinators. Will. Defensive coordinators. Conversation we had, and I'm sorry if I, I sound a little sick because I am. I, it's just been things have gone wrong, left, right, and ups and down, and whatever. <laughs> um, defensive coordinator. We had this conversation going in the in the Slack on the Patreon Slack, and it was really a, a good conversation. And then one of the things that struck me was everyone says that Matt Patricia is the guy that's going to be running this offense or and whoever comes in is going to run Matt Patricia's offense. And I, I said, why do we think that? Why? You know how I do, right? I like to pull out right. and, and say, what's, what's the gestalt here, right? What are we thinking? And again, I've, I've done that now. What is that? Two shows in a row. I've used that word. <laughs> um, why are we thinking this? Is this? We thought the same thing about Bevel's being the offensive coordinator is going to be a run first offense, right? We did. Came the narrative. Or we thought that, that he would bring somebody in from the the quote unquote patriot way, mm-hmm. and and he did, but it wasn't to be the coordinator; it was to do positional coaching. Mm-hmm. And 
we'll talk about him later because there's more going on with that too. Yeah. Yeah. And this time the thought is, is Patricia going to do what he did with Bevel and go outside the Patriot twin Trisha bubble Mm -hmm. and and get somebody who isn't from the Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, Romeo Cornell defensive tree, because that's, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Or will he find somebody completely, you know, insulated in that? A guy like Jared Mayo, um, Brett Bielema fits that category. There's several guys from Houston, from Tennessee, uh, that, that fit in that bill. Where are they going to go with that? Are they going to are they going to go outside, seeing the success that they had with Bevel? I think because I think everybody agrees that Daryl Bevel was a good hire. Yeah, for sure. And, and I wasn't crazy about it at the time because I, he wasn't a great defense or off. He wasn't a great offensive coordinator, certainly not in Minnesota. Uh, his, his the the best he did in Minnesota was the year where he was calling plays and Brett Favre kept ignoring him. And, and calling his home plays at the line, but he has he he proved that he grew, he learned, he adapted to the personnel that he had. Didn't have a quarterback who's going to call him off all the time, and I think it worked great. Yeah, let's see what happens with the defense now because the defense is clearly the problem with the team. There's no question about that. There are holes that are coming on the offense. That's what we'll talk about the draft and also free agency down the, the line. We'll get to more of, of those holes later, but we'll fill all those holes. We, we always do. <laughs> this whole conversation came out of the idea where Wade Phillips is available, and here, I'm going to talk about him uh, really okay. quick as a, as a, as a, as a potential defensive coordinator. Why it does work? Okay, I'm not going to talk about right. why it doesn't because I'm just making a case on one side, and that's it. That's the way it is, right? So that's what we do. Wade, yeah. Well, we tend to be balanced, but I, this one I'm going to go one side, and I'll let you tear it apart if you want. Wade Phillips is an old fella. He's 72, I think, right now. He is 72. And during the season, I remember, you know, there was already speculation he was going to be done. He's kind of tired. He wants to relax, retire, enjoy the grandkids, write books, whatever. Son of a bum, whatever, right? (laughs) Son of bum. He is son of bum. (laughs) Yes. And he, by the way, if you tweet at him, he does see it. He might Mm -hmm. not respond to you, but he does see it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I thought, you know, this guy, here's, here's a guy, brilliant defensive mind. I love how he coaches a defense. I think he could bring a lot to this team. The problem is, is everyone says, and, and Riz was one of the everyone's who said, no way, because there's, he will only go to a place where he has free reign on the defense, and that's not what he's going to get here. And I was like, well, what, what if, right? What if maybe what if? he is? What if we go kind of the bevel way and we say, okay, man, I'm, because here's the thing about Matt Patricia. As a head coach, we've seen him grow over the two years he's done it and, and improve. Okay, as yeah. a, as a head coach, yeah, yeah. right? And the yes. the media one is the most obvious because nobody loves talking about themselves more than the media. Uh, <laughs> but the whole situation in the, in the room, right, with with the media and how he's handled the media year over year and, and how they've gotten along, um, different things that he's done with the organization and so on. Just just little things. He shows up for meetings on time now. He's more organized. He's learned to delegate some responsibilities that that head coaches. When you're a first-time rookie coach, and I just saw this in Cleveland with Freddie Kitchens, you think you have to do it all. You think mm-hmm. you have to have your finger in every pot. Mm-hmm. And as you get through the coaching thing, you realize, okay, you know what? Maybe I don't need to be in every special teams meeting. Maybe maybe I don't have to work with the holder. You know, <laughs> there, there are things that I don't necessarily – I just have to trust the guys that I hire to do their jobs under me. And I'm more of a – like a baseball manager rather than a than a – an X's and O's guy. Right. And uh, I actually have very deep thoughts on this. We'll, we'll talk about it some other time because I just don't have time to go into it tonight. But the, the concept of, of picking a good coordinator to be just because they're really good at uh, like designing an offense or a defense, 
doesn't make them a good head coach. And Wade Phillips is actually a great example of that. He is one of the best defensive coordinators of all time. He will tell you he was a lousy head coach yeah. because he, he didn't like it. He likes just running the defense. That's all he wants to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you have seen, to your point, Patricia has gravitated away from that. We have seen him get do things that, that suggest more of an, an overarching manager rather than a, a micromanager of every little thing. And that's good. That's progress. That, that's going to help him. Absolutely. And that's what tells me that a guy like Wade, me, Wade Phillips might be in the mix for a role like this because he may get the freedom to run the defense the way he wants. The personnel he's got are personnel he can work with that would fit in a Wade Phillips system, right? Yeah, Wade, 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 Wade runs the 3-4 where both ends rush on every play. So you're always bringing five. Right, right. Always. Yep. So you, you, you might drop a you might drop your nose tackle every now and then. And, uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little different than than the, what we run now. But right. we've seen great success with with this. We see that you know I, the one thing I've heard is hey, it scored a lot of points on them this year. But there's there's a lot of things around that we can talk about. <laughs> that right? <laughs> they had, they had some issues in in in, in Ramsland yeah, this year. Absolutely. So there, you have a couple things going on there where you, this hire, whether it's Wade Phillips or not. This hire is going to say a lot about where this organization is, how it's growing, and how Matt Patricia sees his role as a head coach of the organization and how he approaches it. So I think yeah, this I is this is going to be really interesting. If he put if he pulls a Paul Pasqualoni type, you know, okay, that he's he's going to be on the, he's going to be running the defense. I have a sense that we're running his defense, and that's that. If he pulls a Bevel type. He's letting go. He is hopping himself up into that tower of the head coach, and he's going to trust. It's not that he won't consult. It's not that they won't talk about it and work together on it. I mean, that's that's obviously expected, but he's not going to directly own that defense if you bring somebody like that in. And I think that shows organizational maturity if he does that. So as as we saw with Paul Pasqualoni, I don't normally do this for me, but. (laughs) Oh, Oh, did, did he retire? Did he retire with his contract in it, or was he? Fu- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said that months ago. He kind of <laughs> went away. <laughs> he was left allowed to leave with dignity, right? Yes. So that's that. I, I think that was a good look into the thinking of the organization, how they treat their people. I think that's that's a, a good thing. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I want to dig a little bit into the defensive coordinator piece because this guy named. Let me see if I get it right. I always I always mispronounce it. It's it's Hefe Rizdun. Um, we, we just call him Riz. Uh, he wrote an article, <laughs> 10 potential replacements for Lions defensive coordinator, Paul Pasqualoni. You got a whole bunch of them here, Riz. Do you want to do them all? You want to do your top couple? How, how'd you, I'm going to um, let you kind of walk let, through let, these. I'll, I'll give you the, the, the three prominent ones because I, there was a couple on here that were just sort of like a wild card. And one of, the, one of those being Charlie Strong from the college world. Just because you got to have a college guy in there, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. But I, I brought it up just because he – once upon a time, he was regarded a very inventive defensive coach. The guys that I think it will be between, I do think that uh, Gerard Mayo, the linebackers coach for the Patriots, is probably a front runner if Patricia wants to run his own defense and he just wants somebody to communicate to the players and reinforce his message. Right. If they hire Gerard Mayo, the defense you saw this year will be the defense that you see next year. It might be it might get tinkered a little bit, and it would be Patricia making that adjustment. It would not be somebody coming in and saying, "Hey, this ain't working," you know, because that's not that's not Mayo's role. I am not a Gerard Mayo fan. Um, not that he's not going to be a good coach, and not that I don't think he'll be a good coordinator in time. But I don't. 
He's only ever coached linebackers for one year. I want a guy with a little bit more seasoning on him. Right, like right. A little more salt in there. Yes. <laughs> in the wounds. Um, yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> I, again, I, I think I, if it was three years from now, I'd love it. But I, I don't want – I am tired of seeing organizations that I like and cover go through coaches that don't have experience and surrounding them with coaches that also don't have experience. Right. It don't work. <laughs> it does not work. Period. You want to bring Josh McDaniels in as the uh, defensive coordinator? Was that on your list? <laughs> <laughs> He'll be the coach in Cleveland, um, and he, he, he could use draw mail. Actually, uh, you think he'll? I don't think. I think he's gonna. He's gonna pull the plug on Cleveland again. He wants the New England spot. I'm telling you. You he, know what? That there's uh, a lot of there's a because I got I got roped into a Tom Brady discussion today. Um, sorry, everybody wants to start. No, we'll just go off on this for a second because it is it does bear to the Lions because if. If you see McDaniels take – if there's a school of thought that either Bill Belichick is going to want to try to win one without Tom Brady and, and not re-sign Brady and, and prove that he can win without him because he doesn't have a Super Bowl without him or that you know they're going to try to go out in one last blaze of glory. Mm. Um, I, I can't see – I can't see the former. Um, I really can't. I, but, again, I'm not in Bill Belichick's head and I don't want to be there. Um, That's a scary. It really is. It looks like my dad when my dad's angry. I don't like that. Oh, God, no one likes seeing an angry dad. <laughs> no. Mad dad sucks. Um, but but so if if Belichick does the thing where, okay, you know what, we're going to do one more year, get the band back together, and then it's yours, Josh, then I think you're going to see a lot of the coaches who know that they're not part of the McDaniels playing scurry away. Yeah. And that, that would be where you would get a guy like Gerard Mayo, a guy like Brett Bielema, who's their defensive line coach, who I put on this list as well. Um, the, he has since, I guess, said that he is not going to leave or the Lions have not contacted him one or the other. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's a conspiracy going right now that uh, Belichick's going to trade for Stafford. And it was a ploy by Quinn and Patricia from the very beginning. They're all going to go back. Wow, get the, the long band, game. Get the band wow. back together. You're going to find out what kind of cheaters they are. And here's my chance. You're going to. Get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> Thanks, Joker. <laughs> I love that drop so much. <laughs> That's good. All right, so let me let me give you the guys that I want personally. Okay. okay. Uh, my number one choice is John Butler. Mm. Um, he has so he is a right now he is the secondary coach for the Buffalo Bills, uh, but he has a he came from Houston where he was uh, he was a secondary coach there. He has some other coaching experience on that. He comes from the Romeo Cornell defensive tree, and that, that is what Matt Patricia runs. He does not run Belichick's defense. He actually runs Romeo Cornell's defense. Mm-hmm. Now, Belichick also learned it from Cornell. It, 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 they're similar, but there are variances to it, and Patricia leans more towards the Cornell side of things, and he's more passive uh, and, and does a little bit more, um, more, zone co- more zone behind the man with the safeties mm-hmm. than what Belichick does. Okay. Um, but he, he is a very good coach. He has – look at look at that team. I mean, they lost last weekend, and you probably watched it. And by the way, as a Texans fan, it was glorious. Your boy was over the moon, wasn't he? Oh, hell, well, hell yeah. He flew good out of his him. chair when Taiwan Jones made that play. Good for him. Good um, for him. And when J.J. Watt got that sack, I might have squealed too. Uh, it was fun. But he's a, he's a very well-regarded coach. He's He's been around the block a little bit. He's been with the, the, the Cornell – you know, Patricia Parcells, Belichick line, but he's also been outside it. 
And I like that. I like the fact that he's got some time outside. That's why I loved Mike Vrabel as a head coaching candidate because he was part of that, but he'd also worked under Andy Reid and played under Andy Reid. Right. He played under under Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin for a little bit in Pittsburgh. So he'd seen the other ways of the world, yep. but it wasn't just this bubble. Because I'm very worried that we are in a Patricia bubble and that Bevel was like a nice little hole in it and it's like a ray of sunshine shining in. That's a bear in. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but he's just going to put sunglasses on and, and you know, put some, some quick seer flex seal up there and, and stop <laughs> SPF it 90. And, and stay familiar. <laughs> that flex seal stuff works by the way. It's really good. Unpaid endorsement right there. Yeah. We should, I think it was the unflash that not a sponsored ad or something. <laughs> YouTube yes, works. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's, that's interesting. Right, so that's so he's one. Um, Gus Bradley is interesting. If you're looking for a guy that has experience, he runs a three, four defense. His is much more aggressive. He is more from the Wade Phillips line. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was in that, that defensive lineage. Uh, he, most people know him from his days with the Jaguars before that he was the guy who created the Legion of Boom in Seattle. And that's how he got the Jaguars job initially. He was not a good head coach. He was a very aggressive, fun defensive coordinator. And he's out there. He's fairly young. I, I, I think he's got a shot at, at, at it. If, if they're looking in that direction, he is available. And I actually think he was out of football last year. Oh, wow. Um, maybe that's, not. That's not something we're afraid of at all. No. Oh, yeah, no, no. He, okay. He, no, he was with the Chargers. He was, he was um, um, the counterpart to, to Wade Phillips was with the Rams. He was with the Chargers. The Chargers had so many injuries last year uh, and still, yeah, they, they had an issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, 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 the, the, the other guy that I really, really like, um, and it's somebody that, that I don't think gets enough respect is John Pagano. He is mm, Chuck Pagano's mm-hmm. little brother. Remember Chuck, yep. Chuck Pagano from, uh, was with, built, worked with the Ravens defense, then became the Colts head coach, yep. was not a good head coach, nope. but still kept his dignity. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck strong with the cancer and everything is a great story. Yep. John is his younger brother. He has, he's been with the Texans for a while before that he did work for the Chargers. Um, as their defensive coordinator, I want to say he was there from like 2010 or 11 to 2016 uh, before Anthony Lynn took over. He's a very good positional coach, has coached linebackers, he's coached defensive ends. Um, he has also coached special teams in his life, so he's gone a little bit outside of his little bubble. Again, they run the Cornell defense, Romeo Cornell in, in Houston. He's also been outside that world, mm-hmm. and he is a guy – um, and, I, and I know this, I, I, I interviewed him in the combine. I want to say wherever they do the, the podiums, I was in front of him. I want to say it was 2014 or 15. Mm. He is, he's a really bright, engaging guy. You can tell there's a lot going on up in his head. It might not all translate to the field all the time, but he's got some ideas. And I would like to see that. I, I think the fact that he's, he does have aspirations of climbing the coaching tree. Mm-hmm. And if you get successful in Detroit working with Patricia, that's going to be a real feather. I know there's a lot oh, of people yeah. that don't think they're going to think, why in the world would anybody worth their salt come to Detroit? First off, if it works, you have proven that you can win in anywhere. adverse conditions <laughs> anywhere <laughs> with, with a tough head coaching job. That you can write your ticket for a long time off that. Yeah, yeah, for real. And yeah. the thing is, this is one of the things that I lean on on, on uh, Wade Phillips that I, I didn't talk about that I that I want to. Why does it make sense? The thing about him being seventy two right now, if he comes in and it's a one and done year with Patricia and Quinn, it's no big mm-hmm. deal. He's done. He's he can retire. He can chill out. Right. It's it's fine. 
if he stays again, he can go out with that big feather in his cap that he turned something around and he has an opportunity to mentor somebody to be the next Wade, the disciple of Wade, the Wade Phillips tree. The right? son of son of Mo. Yeah, son of Actually, son of Mo. His son does work for him there with you, the Rams. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets it, so it gives him the opportunity that to if he wants to, he can do a one and done and retire. And if and and, and hey, it's cool. I just got more money in the pocket before I go. Uh number two, he does something, it's huge. He goes out as a superstar at that point. Just like you said, anybody turns around the Detroit Lions uh, defense and this team is going to be hailed as an uber genius, right? I mean, I think right. that's that's really big. So I think that gives him the opportunity to get in and out the way he wants, set it up the way he wants, and if it works, go out on top and bring his mentor and bring in his his uh, that replacement. That would be nice, but man, he 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 has made it pretty clear he's only working with offensive head coaches. Yeah, yeah. let him do his own thing. We'll see. He 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 worked. So in Houston, he was he was under Gary Kubiak. The nation took over for Gary Kubiak when when that bill came too late. Yeah. And then he's been with with uh, Sean McVay, who probably doesn't know that there are defenses on the field um, as the Rams coach. Um, by the way, that team if if you're looking for a team to that's the Rams, they're going down. Oh yeah. Oh, they're 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 mess. They're an absolute mess. You know, you, you want to look at a team who who could really be going up, Washington. They could, honestly. <laughs> um, they scored Jack Del Rio, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. As their defensive coordinator? Yeah, I believe with with, with With uh, Riverboat Ron? Yeah. Uh, That's going to be interesting. As long as Dwayne Haskins is all right, they're, they're going to be all right. Yeah. No, they're, they're they, a great they, combo. They got a number two pick. Yeah. They're and, a great combo. Yeah. I, I wanted uh, Del Rio really, really bad for, Del for the Del Rio would have been good. And Del Rio is a guy, though, he was – He's just not going to put up with Matt Patricia. I know. And, and, and that's not a shot at Matt Patricia. <laughs> They're just, they are Different. not peas in a pod. They're no. not simpatico. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and the best part was I, I know a member of his family who kind of regularly used to go to games. So I would have definitely had interviews uh-huh. with Mr. Del Rio on the show. That was a, that was a loss for me <laughs> besides the team itself. But okay. Wow. So that's, that's good. I think those, the last question, we're going to take this one out of the chat. Uh, okay. Joe B's asking, do any of these guys rush more than four? <laughs> so the stupid stat that I got, and I got this from from I forget who I got it from. Oh, from somebody at PFF that wasn't Brett Whitefield. Um, the Lions' pass rush was actually better when they only rushed three than when they rushed four. Yeah, there was a good I read an article about that, and don't have time. Maybe we'll go into it next next week. It came up in the in the chat. Uh, I forget even who wrote it. And I'm sorry. I want to. I want to give credit. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it in the next show. Um, yeah, but but there are there the the one of the points of that is is that the Lions are not. They don't have guys who are good at rushing, aside from the fact that the scheme was very passive. Yeah. And there might be a chicken and egg there, and hopefully, hopefully it those eggs the hatch something that's a little <laughs> more robust than the the chicks that we got this year. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We we need more cocks. Is what we need. Oof. All right. With that, speaking of Cox, <laughs> you're heading out to your, your favorite sporting event. How are you going to do it? You're going to go to Skeet Geek. Don't forget Seat Geek. Go in there. Go uh, pick your seat. You get great deals on all those seats. Um, head on over to Tix, uh, com. It'll take you right through their site. They'll give us a kickback. Go see the Pistons, man. Go see, go see my boy Seco Dambuya. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Get some good stuff going on. Good stuff there. The, the Wings. 
aren't looking great, but they, they've had a little, some, some brief successes here they, recently. They keep kicking Montreal's ass. And that's always, and good. that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's always great to see, <laughs> see uh, Montreal go down. Um, yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. I'm watching my words. Uh, no, no. So you head on over, go to tix.detroitlionspodcast.com. Uh, any tickets, music, uh, sporting events, the ballet, wherever you'd like to go, those are available. And uh, they give us a little kickback. You know, it's a great way to take care of your show and help us do the things like the Senior Bowl stuff we're going to do. All right. Sean Ryan, there's a possibility that we lose our man. Um, yes, he is the offense. He is the quarterback's coach. He was signed last year. He was that position in Houston. He was a guy I actually thought was our leading candidate to be our offensive coordinator. I was surprised that he came to Detroit to be the quarterback's coach. It worked very well for him. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> he's, he's a good – he was a good coach. I liked what he did in Houston. I actually thought he made Tom Savage into a serviceable NFL quarterback, and that is no small feat. If he I were to he, stay around with the Lions, we'd be working to interview him at the Senior Bowl, wouldn't we? Yes, we would. Absolutely, we would. Stick around, Sean. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. It sounds like – so So the report came from – I forget who had it first. I think it was Ralph Acchiano that the um, – that Matt Rule in – is that right? Yeah, he's going to Carolina. Yeah. Matt Matt Rule, the, the new Carolina Panthers Baylor. coach from Baylor, yeah. is going to hire – Ryan, who is the current Lions quarterback coach, to be the offensive coordinator. They were together with the New York Giants in 2012, I want to say it was. Um, Rule only had one year there. Uh, and, and he's looking for somebody that he knows that has some NFL experience. Ryan's been around. Uh, obviously, if he was with the Giants in 2012, he was with Houston. Now he's with, with, uh, with Detroit. The Lions. So, so I want to go about the blocking of coaches for interviews on this for a second. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's this a good is, point. This is a very big deal. You are technically allowed to do it. If you do it, you are a flaming ass, and you're never going to get anybody who ever wants another job ever to ever work for you again. Don't block coaches. It's terrible. If you're Detroit, you're going to be you're going to dig yourself a deep hole that you're not going to be able to get out of. If you're the Patriots of the last five or ten years, probably not going to be so damaging because you're such a prestigious role. But to do right. that, if you're the Lions, it's just suicide. You already have a hard so enough time getting good The talent. Cincinnati Bengals did it, and it a, a few years ago. This was this was when Marvin Lewis was still their coach. This was this was actually um, when Jay Gruden went to Washington, and they were reassembling their staff. They blocked like two assistants from interviewing for other jobs, and they wound up leaving anyways. And they they got absolute crap mm-hmm. replacing them. Yep. You do not block coach requests. You might you might say hey maybe it's worth your while to stay here a little bit you know maybe we can maybe we can tack on a title for you here mm-hmm. instead of going elsewhere um it's unless it, it's, like, it's 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 incredibly bad form and i will tell you this if you're a coaching agent you absolutely despise it you will yeah. say i am not sending people your way ever again yep yeah for sure and the thing is it, it, the only place where they can't block them is when they're going to be a head coach when they're interviewing for a right. head coaching position right so that's why some guys don't get blocked that you maybe you think you want blocked, which you don't really. But um, that's why guys pop out like that. Right. It's always good to let guys see what else is out there, too. Yeah. And let them test the market. Can, you can get some intel from the other teams at this point. Like, oh, 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 oh the Giants. 
they don't they don't like Jabril Peppers, maybe maybe they're getting rid of him. Oh, Saquon Barkley's groin is worse than expected. Oh, you learn these things when you let your guys interview like that. Right, right. Absolutely. I just made that shit up. Don't no. worry. That's, that's not true. <laughs> it'll be don't worry, it'll be the paper tomorrow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, Billy Yates has been promoted has been promoted to the assistant offensive line coach. Um, yeah. and he'll be working Promotion from within. for I'm going to say it wrong first, just so we can get it out of the way. Okay, Riz, because you, you get called out for it on the – it's not, funny you got called out instead of us, but got called out for it on the Twitter. Um, Frank Haley. <laughs> no, it's actually Hank Fraley is the Hank new OL Fraley. coach. Yep. Hank yes. Fraley. Yes. Hank Fraley got promoted. It's a good move. He's a great – he's a very well-respected coach around the league. The Lions are lucky to have him. I, I'm very happy that he got promoted. Billy Yates, I don't know much about him. I know I've seen him working in camp, but I haven't really like focused on him, so I, I can't can't speak to that. But it's good that they're promoting from within some continuity. The offensive line is a lot better than you probably think it is. They are not terrible. Um, as, I, as I said on the air today in, in Grand Rapids, you look at the teams that won last weekend, Houston Texans don't have a single offensive lineman that would start in Detroit. Seattle Seahawks have one. Minnesota, Riley Reef is their best offensive lineman. We've seen that story before. He's the same guy there that he was here. <laughs> we got a decent offensive line. We had injury and continuity problems this year from the damn guard shuffling, which they liked, by the way, and will probably continue. <laughs> and I'm not happy about that. But I digress. Our offensive line is not nearly as awful as most people, um, as the narrative would certain people would in Detroit would have you believe. Yeah. Hey, one thing for your son on that Texans win. Tell him yeah. to imagine now not winning another playoff game until he's your age, and then he'll understand the Lions fans <laughs> world. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> God, that's about see. So he's, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not, oh, it's, it's almost right. Yeah. yeah. He's 14. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I was. Uh, I was like 21, I think. Yeah, 21. It was 1990. It was the the winter after the 91 season. It was January 5th, 1992. Yeah. Because I missed the game. I was in college. I was working. Yeah. I didn't. I've never seen that game. <laughs> oh, it's worth going back and watching. It really is. All right. Okay. From from that, we got a really quick hit on Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Go spend those gift cards. Help out the show. Help us pay for the Senior Bowl and hopefully the Combine as well this year. Uh, don't give your money to Bezos. Let's take a little out of his pocket, put it into the podcast pocket. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Go there, and it'll take you straight to the Amazon site. They give us kickback on everything you buy. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Thank you. All right. Let's talk about the Senior Bowl a little bit. We've got some big stuff going on. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Riz unfortunately can't make Shrine Bowl this year. I keep wanting to call it Shrine Game. They changed it to the Shrine Bowl, <laughs> and it has tripped me up several times. It is now the Shrine Bowl. Yes, I will be missing it. It'll be the first time since 2012 that I will not be down in Florida. For no the fireside chat. Shrine Bowl. So I just did it again. See, see? <laughs> it makes me sad, that man. Was- I loved our fireside chat, our little live podcast oh, together dear. time. That was that was good. I am I'm missing the toasted monkey. Oh. I am credentialed. I'll be down there. I'll go down for the, the nice, game and we'll see if I can squeeze in the Friday practice and interview session beforehand. So we'll see if we can get that in. And then from there, we're meeting up in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. This is a big deal this year. We really we did. We did pretty good, didn't we, Riz? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. I, I was impressed when you when you laid this on me. I'm like, really? <laughs> we have a spot on Radio Row. 
we might be sitting next to Sirius XM, wherever, right? Whoever. Um, we have a location on Radio Row, which means we will have a number of one-on-one interviews with players, coaches. Who? What? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All these things are coming together. We're getting <laughs> our schedules and everything put together. So um, the week of yeah. Senior Bowl, you want to make sure you are locked on to our YouTube channel because we're going to continue to pop up, go live with interviews throughout the days of the uh, of the. Right. Um, the week yeah, we, we will have them live for you they will also be archived there so you can watch them afterwards if you if you were a working nine to five person that's when radio row their radio row i think runs eight to seven mm-hmm. um but we won't be manned there all the time because there are practices going on as well right uh but uh it's a great location um the so it, if you're not familiar with with mobile why would you because most of you haven't been there it's in the the renaissance hotel it's the second floor and like the main player gathering area is off to the right and radio row is to the left and they have to walk past it to get to where they're going, no matter where they're going, Right. which is pretty great. And we also, we're going to have some other media guys. I've, I've talked to a couple of people. Uh, we will get some, some national draft media people in. I put out some feelers with a couple of, of coaches from other teams that might want to come in and talk to us as well. So it's going to be a really good time. We will have a lot of players. We're going to try to get Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl to join us. Fair City native, guy. Lions fan. Yes. Yep, great guy. Yes, he great is. Um, he's somebody that um, I actually met him in a bar at the Combine several years ago and didn't know it was him um, until <laughs> we were done having the conversation. I was there. Um, um, Rishi Kapoor, um, good, big, good Lions fan. Dave Hunt from, from Canada, my, my, my hoser Dave, um, Ooh, and, and a couple other guys. We all went out in Indianapolis as Lions fans, and he wound up just sitting with us because he didn't want to be by himself. Now he's running the senior bowl. It's awesome. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. So yeah, radio row. will have a lot again, uh, players, coaches, interviews. Um, we're yeah. working on it. We'll get the schedule. We'll let you know when that happens, but it's going to be a big news week. Make sure Detroit Lions, uh, YouTube slash Detroit lions. Yes. We YouTube. will, we will, we will give you the lowdown on podcast. like, um, we will be going to the weigh in. So we'll see all the guys in underwear. I will the elephant you, walk. <laughs> I will give you reports on tattoos, back hair, things like that, because those things fascinate me. And I'm, I seem to be the only person that like reports on that stuff mm-hmm. that, that winds up every year. I write, I write re- daily reports at real GM. The one that I write about like the physical deformities is like, Oh, he's got a weird pinky and you know, <laughs> dude, dude has never shaved his back and things like that. Um, that, that is the most read thing I do from the senior bowl every year. So there's a market for it. <laughs> we will have it live on video. We're not going to take video of them. They don't allow that, but we will, we will, uh, we'll get into the proclivities of the, the male body work. Hunter Renfro. I'll never forget. I mean, all my notes, I've, I've got oh it. I've got to frame that piece. Body of a punter. <laughs> the body of like the 12 year old kid that mows your lawn. Yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> so my, anyway. my favorite one, Cornelius Washington line wound up with the lions. Yep. Walked up on the stage. Everybody's like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you go to the gym, the guys who are at the gym every day want to look like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it mean he could play a lick of football and he couldn't. But dude, dude looked really good walking across the stage. Yep, yep, for sure. It's interesting. I was, you know, and we got to talk about this because Neil mentioned it. We've got to hit this one. All right, and we're going to talk about giving credit to Riz and and, and I think Sam and I noticed it too. But Debo Samuel talked about how good he yeah. was going to be, and he wound up being a really good dude. So I'm at the we senior bowl. Wow. We loved him. Yeah, Debo. Um, One of the things that you see in senior bowl, and we will talk about this when we're there, but at the practices, 
guys who know how to get themselves open in one-on-one situations really show up. Yeah, yeah. And from the cornerback side, guys who anticipate moves and don't guess, you can see it a mile away. Yeah. And that, that's one of the big things that I will be watching this year. I will be watching specifically a lot of wide receiver versus defensive back. It's, and, it's a good watch. It's a good yeah. one to look for. <laughs> everybody, everybody else watches the pit, and we, we, one of the things that we get as credential media is we get access to a room where they show us video from overhead and behind and all different angles of that. But you don't get that as well from the wide receivers and, and the defensive back. So I, I will focus on that. But we'll, we'll get some pit action too because there's some there's some needs on the lines. Yeah. Um, my, 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 my likely NFL draft crush this year is Javon Kinlaw, and he will be there. I'm yeah. looking forward to watching him destroy body. He, he's in our, our interview wish oh, list. <laughs> so we got a, a couple of really good players lined up. Um, yeah. We've also asked for some University of Michigan to get some good local stuff. and uh, some, Ben Bradison, baby. Yeah, yeah, he's on, he's on the list. Got Shea Patterson on there just because, Shea, I got I to gotta meet this guy. I've got to meet him. I got to see what's going on in person. He's He seems like a interesting cat. So. I, uh, you know what? He will have a good perspective because he's been outside the Harbaugh yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's he's fighting now to try to get into the NFL. I, I, I don't want to say that he doesn't have a chance, but it doesn't look – he's not the best quarterback in Mobile. He won't be like the first three rounds. <laughs> no, no. Um, but I, I'm curious as to his perspective. He's worked with a lot of different good receivers that are in the NFL now too. Yeah. Um, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. Yep. Uh, those, those guys can ball. Yep. I'm, yep. I'm curious as to see what he's, what his thoughts are on, on a lot of different things. Yep. So good, good, good players lined up for something. Like I said, when we get our schedule, we will let everybody know what we're looking for as far as the, the players and uh, coaches interview. All right. So good stuff. Um, really quick. I hit this last one before we hit the draft and we're going to go deep on that a little bit here. So, um, you know, you're getting your lions gear, you know, you're going to get your red wings gear, your pistons gear. I mean, Riz runs around in Pistons panties when he's got the house to himself, if we're going to be honest. Um, where did he get them? He went to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. And um, there, there's another issue behind We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, he runs around the house like this. <laughs> his Pistons panties. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> Head on over to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. It'll send you straight through to their site. They give us a kickback a little bit, takes a chunk out of their profits, and they pass it over to the podcast. Also, pay for all those great things we do. When you get your Lions, Red Wings, Tigers, Pistons, you name it, Michigan, Michigan State memorabilia, that's the way to do it. So help us out. We appreciate all you folks that are doing that. You're the ones that uh, keep this show running. All right. Um, NFL draft, the Detroit Lions. There's really three angles I want to look at here. If you don't mind. That's good because they pick third, so you're you're sticking with the theme here. As an editor, I appreciate that. Symmetry, baby. Thank you. You've edited the hell out of me, too, verbally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the three angles I want to look at. Okay, there's a lot of Tua talk. Right. Let's let's we'll do that one. I also want to go. There's a lot of talk about trading with the Dolphins. What do we get? How would that work? I want to talk about that as well. And then I want to say, okay, so what if we just stay at three? What are we going to do? You feel like I feel like those are pretty three good ways to look at at least right now, the way things are. Let's talk one other thing before we dump into it, knowing the senior bowl is coming. Shrine game, Shrine Bowl, to a lesser extent, the combine to a greater extent. There's a lot of things that are going to happen between now and the draft. So. When Riz says we're taking two at number three, no questions asked, 
just just hold off on your complaints bat down there in April when the draft happens. And we don't because a lot of things change between now and then. He's not going to say that, by the way, but I just, <laughs> just said that there. All right. While we do this, we'll go ahead and open up the phone and let folks jump in with with their thoughts as well. If you want to give us a call, it's 248-782-8384. God, I'm having a hard time tonight. And you can also uh, use the Skype Detroit Lions podcast, all one word. First, the Tua talk. Riz, let's just start off right now. It ain't happening. Right? I mean, no. This is not happening. No. Think of this, folks. And this is something that folks, I can't believe folks aren't, aren't, aren't seeing. They, they've, and I saw you on, we, we were, we were so like, we were, um, spirit animals today on Twitter when, when you said there's no we way were. they're taking him. I'm like, and you said he can't walk, right? I'm like, folks, people don't draft someone in the first round because their combine 40 time was a hundredth of a, you know, half a hundred, half a, I don't know. Point look, one. At what, look, look at what happened to <laughs> DK Metcalf last year. Because he can only run in a straight line, he fell to the 64th pick in the draft. Yeah, right. Everything, literally everything else about his combine was wow. Yeah. You get a quarterback who who maybe misses some passes, right? All of a sudden, right. oh boy, that's going to hurt him. What happens when you bring in a quarterback and he can't fucking walk? Excuse he, my French. <laughs> he literally is not cleared to walk without assistance yet. How are you drafting that in the, the first round? The most optimistic timetable is that he will be able to lightly run by August. Think about just okay. I know he's he's what twenty one years old, twenty two years old, twenty one. I think I think he's twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Even when you're in your peak condition at twenty one years old, take six months where you don't walk or run or jog. Or this will take you a long throw. ass time. Yeah. yeah, he can't he can't lift. It's a core injury with your hip. Aside from the hip injury, he has had two surgeries for high ankle sprains. You ever hear of a high ankle sprain surgery? No. No, that's not what they do. <laughs> the fact that he has had two of them on the same leg and it didn't work, is that not a that that's like that's like that's like the USSR flag waving all over the place. That Don't is a salute? massive Red flag. If so, if you don't know what a high ankle sprain is, it's the. I'll, I'll give you a little visual here. Oh wait! Oh, he's, oh, he's got pants on. He's a liar. <laughs> I do have pants on tonight. Okay, so it, your two bones down here that come in, it's they're they're they fuse together down here. I do have a sock on. But when they, you're never going to be NFL doc, I'm just telling you. Oh hell no! Hell no! I love David Chow. He's a good yeah, dude, by the way. Yeah. Um, but you're, so your bones are supposed to come together like this, and they pull away. And the sprain is because they pulled away, and it stretches your your juju down there. Like a better word. And what they do is that they will put a metal rod through and thread it, and tie your juju back together. Yeah, pinch it tight. Yeah. So they did that once, and the juju tie broke, and they had to do it again. Mm. That's not. That is not a. That's not a good sign for your future health endeavors. No, no, not no. at all. <clears throat> no, it's not. And um, now I'm I I I am admittedly, and I I I'm known for this in the internet draft community, and I I embrace it. I am much more squirrely about injuries than most people are, but I do not want to use a top ten pick on a guy who has had that sort of prophylactic surgery and it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want broken prophylactics; they only lead to bad things down the road. 
I was going to allude to the pig heart, but I think you've, you've nailed it. We'll talk about that later because we're coming up for the anniversary here in a couple months. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good. So so just right now, look, if you want to talk to it and you think Reddit is going to be where the smoke screen comes from and you're going to fool the the dolphins into trading no, up with the lions because no, they want no. to. The lions are not. The, the Redskins are not. Take, they have Dwayne Haskins in the first round last year. Yeah. He was good enough. He still looked good enough against the Lions, did he not? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. he did. Um, so there, we'll just put. It's not you know. Okay, that just is. No. We're not taking the too line, and Aside Joe from that, Joe Burrow. If you if if if, if he, he was there, we if, take he, him was, a if he was if he was if he was there, you guy. if he was there, you have to take him because he yeah. is. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. And look, people aren't into this. I'm, I, I know I'm really old school and I'm going to sound boomerish when I, when I lay this out here. I don't have a problem with giving a Joe Burrow a year to sit behind Stafford and learn the game. I don't have a problem with that at all. And I know it's con- contrarian to everything that happens in the NFL yeah. today. It, it absolutely is. And you'd have controversies and freakouts and everything else. But uh, the other side is there's probably a point next year where if he had a Joe Burrow, you could trade Stafford for a really big haul. And, um, yeah, and, when his contract's more manageable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. But that's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. No, so it's, 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 it's not. It's not even something about the Lions about. are not taking a quarterback at number three, period. And just because Mel Kuyper hinted that it might happen doesn't mean it's going to happen. Remember, remember this time last year? Oh, the Lions are taking, they're taking Greedy Williams. Oh, that, that, that was Mel. Thank God. Thank how'd that ha- how'd that work out? Yeah, by the way, I was looking it up today. He had uh, he had eight penalties, um, which oh. is more than any Lions offensive back had this year. He was not great, folks. Uh, no, I'm, I'm actually sad that I'm not going to the Shrine game because last year at the Shrine game is when I was told bluntly by a Lions assistant coach, "He doesn't tackle." <laughs> Just like that, I'm like okay, there, there's no way they're taking him. But when, when they're that dismissive of him at that point, but I gotta, I gotta <laughs> say, in today's line, this year's Lions defense, that that kind of characteristic would have fit pretty well. <laughs> yeah. So one, of the, okay. one of the projects I'm working on is I'm breaking down. Um, Eric and I are doing. Eric Schlitt and I are doing um, rookie report cards and mm-hmm. breaking down what they, what they did. And uh, I drew the short straw and got Will Harris. I'm oh, not looking man. forward to that. Because, He's athletic. Uh, he is. So is Cornelius Washington. <laughs> I was at one point too. All right, let's uh <laughs> step into the next piece here. All right, so to a talk. Yeah. Just put a just put a top on that and we're done with that. All right. Will will someone trade up for him? The Dolphins. Would the Dolphins be interested in Tua Talk? They might be stupid enough to do that. We'll see. You got the let's problem, see the so, Dolphins okay, there, back there. Who else? So the Chargers the might want somebody, right? I mean Yes. Yes. And so there are two quarterbacks that you have to concern here. Um, Justin Herbert needs to be in the conversation as well. And there will be some teams that will have him rated higher in part because he's healthier in part because he's white and in part because he, he comes from an offense that is in Alabama. And for whatever reason, Alabama quarterbacks get a negative stigma to them. And that's, uh, that's, he, he will be a top 10 pick for sure. He will not be in my top 32 players. He might not be in my top 75 players. That's a big thing for quarterbacks this year. They got teams that really, really need them badly. Yes. And you don't have any. You have Burrow, and then the drop-off to the next one is about right. 46 now, miles. Now a, a, I'll say this. A healthy Tua is really is worthy of being number two, number three. Mm. Absolutely. Sure. No question in my mind. But I don't trust that he's ever going to be healthy or can right. stay healthy. So I can't pull that trigger. 
Um, he uh, just based on on field what he does, he's better than any quarterback that was taken last year, and probably better than any one taken the year before that too. But he's you, you got to factor in the injuries. You can't ignore it. Sure. Do the Lions chase Young? Do we go the other way? Do we trade up? That would be fun. It would be, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't see it because it's going to cost you. So what what did the Bears? The Bears gave up a a first, um, another first, a fourth, and something else. And it's just not. I mean, yeah, it's nice, but you you can't do it. You can't. You know what I feel like? So, so let's just go, we'll go back to the, I, I don't think you can either. Chase Young is a great player and one of the top talents in the draft. If, if you're not a, t- a quarterback team at all, right. you and know, so, take so Burrow one out of the other it. issues is, is that his optimal position is where Trey Flowers plays, and Trey Flowers is your best defensive player already. Right. Now, can you play them together? Hell yeah. I'd, I'd love to see that. Will Matt Patricia see it that way? Will Bob Quinn see it that way? I, I They'd have know. to if they took him. Right. Yes. <laughs> if they took and it, I do. That's what you would expect. I, without having conversations with anybody in Allen Park at this point about the draft, I would I would guess that yes, if Chase Young is there, they will take it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, no, I don't. No I don't. I don't have any qualms about saying that. If they stay at three and and he's not there, then then that opens up other avenues. Now, but if they want to trade, I don't see them moving up. I just don't. When I look at the here's the thing: if you want this instant turnaround on this team. If the Lions were able to take the top mocked top ten players, this team would go straight to the Super Bowl next year. Because <laughs> in those top ten is somebody great at the position of need. Right. <laughs> and I was yeah. looking at that, and I was like, "Oh my god, the holes! <laughs> There's so many holes." <laughs> so what? That's the good thing, though, is what the Lions need in no specific order, but in kind of an order: pass rush help, wide receiver, um, safety cornerback, somebody that can play both, mm-hmm. ideally. Um, great Delpit would be great. Um, Isaiah Simmons would be interesting, although I I will not be as high on Isaiah Simmons as most people are just because I worry that the NFL won't know what the hell to do with him, right. um, as they did not with Obi Malifunwu from Connecticut a few years ago, who's basically the same guy. Uh, and he's like, I'm an NFL cornerback. I don't. And they tried to make him a linebacker, and it didn't work. I Simmons is a special player. I just worry that he's too special. Right. That that is is what makes him a unicorn will will get dehorned once he gets to the NFL because a uh, a stubborn old defensive coordinator won't know what to do with him. Yeah. I worry about that a lot for him. What about Derek Brown? You like him? I love Derek Brown. Do we need a defensive Derek, tackle though? Not necessarily, but if he's See, that's the thing is, is do you have the value for defense? The last, one of the big, def- he, he compares favorably to Marcel Darius, who was the number three pick in 2000, was that 10, mm-hmm. 2011, went to Buffalo from Alabama, really good player. And he's been a good NFL player, but has not had an impact on a team that you need from a number three player. And defensive tackle, typically you don't get that sort of impact from that. You can, you can wait on that and get it later. Wide receiver, Jerry Judy, good Lord. He's amazing. He yeah. is the best wide receiving prospect in the last five years. I no, like, no doubt in my mind about that. None. I like picking at five or six a heck of a lot better than three, to be honest. Not only because you get more treasure out of trading back, but I feel like 
some of the guys we need, and, and it's weird to say you're reaching from three to six, right, to the player that would fall there. But some right. of the people that would be the biggest impact are easier to take at five it, or six than they it, are at three. It looks easier to take Jeff Okuda or Jerry Judy. Uh, Jeff Okuda, the the cornerback yep. from Ohio State. Yep, yep. Um, Grant Delpit, the safety from LSU, I think is going to rise up into that. If you're an Isaiah Simmons fan, he looks a lot better at six or seven than he does at three. Let me Now let me get into Quinn's head a little bit. We've seen a lot right. of this. What about an Andrew Thomas or I don't know Austin Jackson kind of player? Because um, he, you know, yeah, with Graham, Jedrick Wills belongs in there. Yeah. Um, uh, Tristan Wirfs probably belongs in there. Um, by the way, if you're doing mock drafts and you have Tristan Wirfs falling past number ten, your mock draft is wrong. <laughs> Ooh, you've been graded already. <laughs> you've been edited. <laughs> Um, I don't even know who the Browns coach or GM are. I will tell you right now that the people who are in place there are taking Tristan Wirfs at number 10. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say, though, I mean, and this is a very Quinn kind of move, right, to take your – to build the offensive line. There's a lot of question about Graham Glasgow. Will he be back? Will he not? Are they just letting him test the market and they're going to pay him market value? I mean, I think that would be fair because – we are, we're not hurting in the cap space. You know no, what I mean? We're not. And to, for him to get that kind of fair deal feels good. If Although, somebody wants to pay him $8.5 million a year to play guard, see ya. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> good, good for you, dude. And go, then that, go, go that, to Carolina and kick ass. And then that kind of changes the calculus on your draft because you've got a quarterback who's had two broken bones in his back in the last two years. And yes. you go back to kind of that Quinn place where you're, you're taking right. offensive tackles. Not a sexy pick. We've invested a ton of money in this line over the course of the last three years. Oh Wagner so didn't turn out the way we wanted, either to TJ Lang, right? Um, Mike Daniels is another story just like that, right? What's Are we just going to have to draft everybody for our line over the course of to get a good offensive line? I mean, is that what the, the Quintricia legacy is going to be? We're going to have the strongest offensive line in the world, but the rest of the team can't play? <laughs> Sounds like the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> it sounds a lot like the Cleveland Browns from like three or four years ago when they had. Not trying to be a jerk, they, right? I mean, they had but, Joe Thomas and Alex Mack and Marsh, Mitchell Schwartz yeah. and, and Joel Batonio all on the same line, and the team went two and 14. Having a good offensive line and neglecting your skill position players is an awful, awful way to build a football team. Yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars did that about 20 years ago. <laughs> they took a good team. This was at the end of the Mark Brunel MJD era, and they had all those offensive linemen, and they all stunk. Yep. They took Luke Jokel was one of them. It was at the end of that line. If you if you spend all those resources on your offensive line, where do you get impact wide receivers? First and second round. Where do you get impact pass rushers? First round. If you're using them on offensive linemen, you're not getting them is the point. Don't take offensive linemen that high offensive tackle is is a little different and i i will say that i think taylor decker I'd, I'd love it if he were more consistent he's a he is a fine starting left tackle again his his bad plays are really bad and that i think that that makes fans not appreciate the good plays as much because he does have plays where it's like oh my god dude can you touch him at least can you at least try to touch him <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you, you having a good offensive line is not an imperative for offensive success. Contrary to what a lot of people will tell you, the New England Patriots offensive line, look at how they're built if you want to go to the Patriot way. 
They've had a lot of they, – they typically have one really good offensive lineman, and they work around that. I think the Lions have arguably the best center in, in, the, in the NFC right now in, in Frank Rago, and I voted for him for the all-NFC team on my PFA, PFWA ballot today. That took two and a half hours to fill out, by the way. Hey, PFWA, learn, allow us to save our ballots so we don't have to do the whole one th- thing in one damn shot. <laughs> Did that from ten fifteen to one o'clock today. Oh, that's a that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then you couldn't save it. No, you can't save it. You have to do it in one fell swoop. <laughs> you do you do all pro, all AFC, all NFC, all rookie, and all your positional awards, um, all in one shot. <laughs> and if you put any thought into it at all, it's going to take you some time. I try to put thought into it. Right, right, right. Okay. So, so, so right now, got my vote for all NFC. Uh, I don't think I've voted for any other lines. Oh, Jamal Agnew um, was all NFC kick returner for me. Oh, really? And I voted. Ke- oh, and I did, I did have Kenny Galladay all NFC wide receiver with Michael Thomas. Interesting. That was it. Yep. All right. So we talked a little bit about that. Let's um, let's think a little bit again then on the trade possibility. Right. Yeah, a lot of trade, people talk about Miami. Yeah. So Miami um, at four. What would it take for them to move up? They're at five, I think. They're actually. oh, they're at five. That's right. Yeah. That's five. Yes. Sorry. I'm no, paid. that's okay. That's why I'm here, Riz. I'm your yeah. ombudsman. Thank you. I need that. You need all the buds you can get. All right. So, <laughs> so five. So the natural move would be to trade your first and second round pick or your first this year and your first next year, and we send them a third. But they got three first round picks this year, my man. Yeah, they do. That may see, and that's – one of the things that that has proven over time is that those teams are more likely to trade back to sell one of those picks off from below and push it down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, the Browns did this. The Texans did this. Um, now the Texans don't have a pick until the fourth round because they, they, they did weird shit. Um, the Packers used to do this too. When they would get multiple picks, they would always auction off the second one. Hmm. So I don't know what Miami's going to do. I don't have a feel for that yet. If they're looking to move up to make sure that they get Tua or Justin Herbert, and I do think that their first pick will be a quarterback, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Ryan Fitzpatrick cannot play forever. He was their leading rusher this year as well. Um, they they have a lot of needs there. Yeah, if they want to move up and do it, it I, maybe you get the first one. And you may their other picks. They have the they pro- have Houston's pick, and they have what's the other one? Um, Houston's and the tech, oh, sorry, they are the tech. Houston and hold on, hold on, hold on, Steelers at 18. Okay. So they, they would trade the, the Texans pick, which will be no, no higher than 25. It'll be 25 or beyond because the Texans are still alive. Would five and 25 for three do it for me? Hell yeah, it would. I, I would do that because yeah. I can still get Jeff Okuda, Jerry Judy, yeah. Derek Brown, um, AJ Epinesa. Guys that, that guys that interest me very much. But here's here's where the problem is on this. This on this because if I'm the Dolphins, am I afraid enough? It has to be. I'm afraid that somebody else is going right. to move up to take the guy that I will. Want. The Chargers move up. Will the Colts, who are quarterback desperate, because the up. Giants aren't taking them. Right, no. right. The Giants, the Gi- the Giants are at four. Right, yeah. they're behind us. So it's like not like right. we're worried about what they're going to do. And then Dolphins are at five. Right. So they have to think that it, are the Chargers moving up or um, the Panthers? Do they want a quarterback? Yeah, what, what, what's going on? Is the new regime there? Are they in love with Cam Newton? Yeah. Or are they going to move on from Cam? 
Right, right. So, and then the Buccaneers back at 14, too, right? I mean, <laughs> Jameis, we could win with anybody if we could win with him, right? <laughs> Bruce he Arians. Is such a, he is such the Bruce Arians quarterback. I can't see them giving up on that. It's true. That's true. So, anyway, yeah, there, there you go. So, it's got to be. God, he's fun. <laughs> it's you gotta, never know what's going to happen when Jameis Winston throws a ball. There's a never know when, excitement in that. And you never know when Arians open his mouth, right? What's going to come out? It's, it's, it's a great show down there. Or down here. They really are. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, you got you to think of, somebody's got to be afraid that um, someone's going to move ahead of, ahead of the Dolphins. Whether it's the Dolphins or somebody else that wants their quarterback is afraid the Dolphins are going to get it. That's really yes. the only opportunity for folks to meet move up so it's going to be a panic deal for them for us i think anywhere in the top 10 is a great place to be i think we're we're great i like the okuda idea you get slay like out there playing for a contract you get him and our warrior underneath the uh the tutelage of uh darius slay just yes slid that right out that time um you, i was just gonna comment you said that perfectly <laughs> and uh then after then if slay goes it's you're okay you know what I mean? You're you're, right. you're okay. Um, right. You don't want him to go. I love Slay. No, I, I, I love him again. I I love. I would love. And to I will Slay's say this life, for the record: he does not want to go. That's great to hear. That's really but good to hear. He wants to get money. Mm-hmm. Those those roads can be parallel or they can diverge. We will see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I do expect Darius Slay to be with the Lions in 2020, though. I do expect that. Yeah. Oh, I do too, for sure. He's going to play because he's it's a contract year. He's got to prove that he can. You know what I mean? He's got to go out there and ball. If he wants to get paid, this is the year he has got to play his best ball. And I think he's going to. I don't think he's going to hold out. I don't think he's going to do anything silly because he's got to go and go do it. And uh, with a guy that is that hungry, he's going to want to do the whole thing, the mentoring thing. He wants to be the whole package because as an older guy, you sign him, you pay money for him. You want some of that veteran stability, the veteran mentorship that you want that to rub off on your guys. That's part of right. what you're buying with a guy like that. He that's, needs to show all of that. Why, that's why Glover Quinn was so valuable. That's why Quandre Diggs was so valuable. Exactly. Exactly. He's still pissed off and not letting it go. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot to be said for a lot of incentive for Slay to do well. And there's a yes. lot of incentive for the Lions to, to keep And Oruwarie was not bad down the stretch. I want to see no, more of it. No, I, th- I think I still think he's going to be a good player. There's I wish we'd have gotten there. more snaps out of him. Um, but I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be good. I like it, that kid a lot. You had, you had Jeff Okuda to that secondary with Tracy Walker playing the way that he has. And, and honestly, Tavon Wilson played well down the stretch. He really did. Really, really did. Yeah. It he surprised did. me a, a great yes. deal. I was, I was a little down Same on here. him and, and I have to say I was wrong. You know, I, the Lions could have a really killer secondary. And what does the secondary do when you have that? It protects you your bad pass rush. You get, <laughs> if you get, let's say you sign uh Shaq Barrett, in pass rush from Tampa Bay, um, NFL sack leader for most of the season. And you bring in um, a second round or third round guy or, or another, do what Green Bay did and sign bookends, Zedarius Smith and Preston Smith, who I wanted to sign for Detroit instead of three flowers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I digress. Um, <laughs> you, can, you, can get, you can get those. Those guys are out there this year. Yep. It's a good year to need free agent defense help. Yep. It really is getting a quote in the, or a question in the chat. Um, does Belichick want to get on the QB action in 20? He may, but the fact that he, he picks way down at 23, I, I'm, I don't see, I don't see a whole lot. Oh, of. I was hoping to be 22. 22 is like the death 
the death zone for quarterbacks. <laughs> That's like Brandon Whedon, Brady Quinn. Um, oh God, who else was there? There's like four quarterbacks that were taking 22 overall, and they were all just absolute toilet paper. Yeah, I don't see a whole lot of that. We got a caller. Caller, what's your name? Steve from Steve. Kentucky. Hey, Steve. How you doing, Hi, Kentucky, man? Doing good. Doing good. How you guys doing? Couldn't ask for anything more. It's a, it's a beautiful day. That's true. <laughs> Listen, I want to piggyback on something Jeff was talking about sure. uh, earlier. I want you guys just to... Uh, Close your eyes and imagine this. Galladay on one side. All right. Jerry mm-hmm. Judy on the other. Oh, God. Hawkinson underneath. <laughs> Stafford throwing to these guys. Man, that's the best offense in the NFL. Can you fit Jesse James in there somewhere? I just, I just want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's that's not fun- mention him. Okay. <laughs> I wrecked it, didn't I? I was almost there. Oh. And then- <laughs> What do you think, Riz? Judy's good, but man, who do we trade down to? Because right, I think he's. Where do you think he's? I think he's going to go around the tenth pick somewhere. I don't know if he'll last that long. He's really, really. He, like I, I said, he will be. He will be the best wide receiver that I've seen since Julio Jones coming out, hmm. because he is. He's faster than Michael Thomas, and Michael Thomas was really. I, I like Michael Thomas. I love DeAndre Hopkins, of who actually is actually before Julio, but yeah, he's he is a game changing talent. Yeah, a wide receiver, and he he does things that translate directly to the NFL, where you can see, you know, like like the impact that Keenan Allen has. It's it's there with him. Now I'm gonna say, as silly as the he's whole Jesse G, special. Yeah, he is as he's silly special. as the whole Jesse James thing was. Of, I gotta say, he'll get a lot better with Judy on the field and Galladay and Hawkinson because he's not going to get prime coverage. And he's he's going to become a weapon actually, and kind of regress to what he used to be, which is a lot better than he was last year. So yes. I, I just I have to get a little bit of, of credit to where he could be. <laughs> Let's hope so. And I do. I think you know there's there's going to be there's a lot of there's a lot of solid players in every draft, but there's not a lot of special players in every draft. And Jerry Judy is special. So I know a lot of people want defense, and you're going to hear. You know, we're always going to be here in defense, defense. But I think Jerry Judy is the pick I, I would love to see. I, I really think when it's all said and done, he's going to wind up being the uh, best player in the draft. Interesting. I don't it, think- wouldn't, it wouldn't not surprise me either. I, I, I like the differentiation. And, and when you're picking in the top five, you damn well better get yourself a special player and not just a good player. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Anyhow. And you think I, about – okay. I just wanted to throw that in, guys. I, I won't uh, – I won't. Uh, no, 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 it's I, good. I don't want to. Uh, it's it's, oh, that's it's, good. it's a good take. Too long. I'll let you guys keep going. I know. I know. Jeff needs to get to bed soon, so <laughs> I, I do. won't stay on too long. I'll is let this you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, brother. But you guys do good. <laughs> thanks, hey, bye, Steve. See you. All right. Is your neighbor Nate and Steve, Jeff, really? <laughs> Actually, my neighbor's out right now walking his dog. His name's Bob. Okay. Hi, hey, Bob. Right outside um, the window, right behind you. <laughs> another caller. We'll get to you in one second. Just want to say, you're, he's right. He's absolutely right about Judy. The, and, and that's one of the things that you have to have a GM who's, who's, who's got this gut strong enough at three to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a little bit of a reach here because he is a special player. 
All right. And then you have to live with it. Everything that Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia do in 2020 is going to be under a microscope. So it makes it a little bit harder to do something like that. I think he's a, he goes around 10. Where do you I mean, if you just put him on the board and you see the teams with no trades, where do you think he's drop? He's going at seven to 10 somewhere okay. in there. Okay. So either way, folks are going to think it's a bit of a reach. I think it's easier if you're, you know, you get the Dolphins or the Chargers pick, right? Or the Panthers pick. You get a little down, yeah. down the range a little bit because a heck of a lot easier and uh, eat one to swallow. Okay. Caller, what's your name? What's going on? Um, Jalen from Flint. Hey, Jalen. How you doing, man? <laughs> hey, how's it going? Nice beard, by the way. Oh, thanks. It's my uh, thigh mop. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to, I know it was the first topic you guys talked about, but um, I wanted to go over the Matt Patricia defensive coordinator hire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I sure. think that is probably, that is going to be what determines his fate in Detroit. If he knocks it out of the part with, with that defensive coordinator hire, I think he can, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs or even win a playoff game or anything like that, but I think it will, like, keep him there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just if he has a bevel level higher or yeah. slightly worse or slightly Good better, goodness. it'll definitely help him out. But I don't know. I just remember during the interview process, people were saying that Matt Patricia is a much better head coach than a defensive coordinator. I think Brad said that a few times. I don't remember exactly if he said that. If he didn't, just ignore us at that. No, we'll just we'll blame him. That's okay. We we like to blame Riz. Um, <laughs> no, and, and, and right, and that's that's one of the things this this hire will be indicative of. And, and and this is where that kind of ultimatum thing they have becomes, I think, in my mind, a little bit of a problem because he's got to win now, right? So it's one of those things. If he's a guy that says, well, if this is the case, I've got to be in massive control. I've got to control everything. So if it becomes a year where he dives back into running the show for at the coordinator level on offense and on defense, I don't think that's going to serve him well. I don't think that's what's going to save his job. But so many people who get put on the ropes like that, wind up thinking they have to control everything and controlling it is what's going to save the day. Um, I would love to see the confidence and the growth of a coach like Patricia say, you know what, I'm going to cede ownership of this to, again, I'm using Wade Phillips as, as, as my prime example, but there's a number of guys out there that would be good at this role. But to say, I'm going to let this go to somebody who's a, a different kind of expert and a, a different kind of brilliant guy, brilliant guy and bring more really, really intelligent people into the room so that we have more really, really intelligent ideas to work with so that overall we do better. I would love to see that kind of growth. Um, these ultimatums, though, they, they put people in a different place, and I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about what that, what that might mean. And I'll say, too, I think I honestly do believe Paul Pasolone had more hand in the defense than a lot of people think. I don't think it was all Matt Patricia's brainchild. And even if it was, I think it takes, I think we're a lot closer than people think. It it takes a lot of skill to lead in the fourth quarter in that many games. I mean, you're not finishing, but (laughs) it does like, it does take a, it takes a lot to lead, like be leading 40 minutes into a game. I went to the dentist and met a Packers fan today and he was sure to point out that they never led in either of the two games this season. Right. (laughs) I I want to knock his teeth out. Say, don't worry. You get free work here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, um, no, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely frustrating. And for that to be the case, you're right. They didn't finish, but God, they were close against a team that's sitting home the first week of the playoffs, getting ready for, for, for round two. Um, we played really well against them. 12 and 11 or 3 12 and 1 they really did look impressive for bits and pieces i won't say stretches but they did look impressive for bits and pieces and i think if stafford didn't go down i don't know if they i don't know yeah. how bad he was actually hurt but i feel like they were closer to a 7 8 win team 
which yeah. he can definitely build a foundation off of. For sure. But Stafford, like, healthy. I know people railed Bob Quinn for it, for saying it, but they did have a ton of injuries this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no question about yeah. it. And, I mean, you, you, you look at that. I, I look to the, the San Francisco 49ers 2020 year and 2018 year, 2019 and 2018 years yeah. as oh, really – because they were a way better team than they looked like in 2018. Obviously, and they were four and twelve. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a better team, and their quarterback comes back. We've got Matthew Stafford. We got a heck of an offense. It's the second year in this offense. I just, I just think that offensively, we're going to be a, a dynamo this year. And, and and like Steve had said prior when he called to get Judy or someone a super playmaker on the offense, it truly is going to be a team that outscores other teams. Um, and we'll have to go back to that 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 article from Reddit that was written up about the three man rush and why it wasn't necessarily as bad as as what people think it was, um, and and or indicative of what people think it was. But um, I can see going for offense this year and and rounding out the offense to to be this really super high scoring machine as as the path to victory for uh, for a go forward this year. So we'll see. I don't know, Riz. Tell me I'm wrong. And I'll say. Oh. I'll make one last point, then I'll let you guys go. Sure, sure. But, uh, could you imagine how insufferable the Lions fans are going to be if Bob Quinn drafts the wide receiver first round after Millen did it like 15 years ago? I know it's 15 years ago, but tight end wide receiver, right? Be... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, could you imagine? <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Get ready for this oh, ride. Oh man. <laughs> but all right, guys, it was nice talking. I'll let you go. All right, brother. Hey, be thanks, good. Thanks man. for calling. I will. Uh, I will turn the comment yeah. sections off. On Facebook for those Lion Wires articles, they have to write about them drafting Jerry <laughs> Judy. Although I do think that it, I do think that most people are starting to realize that right now, the wide receiving core for next year is an a Marvin Jones who's injured his knee at the end of two seasons in a row, and Kenny Galladay, and that's it. Yeah. Danny Amendola ain't he ain't coming back. He's not under contract. But I think they might sign him. I don't think he's going to sign with Detroit. You don't think so? Really? I think he, I think he's going to go elsewhere. I think he's a ring whore at his age, and I don't begrudge him that. I, I think he's mm. at the age where he could go back to a New England team that's trying to get the band back together one last time. And uh, I, I, That's interesting because I think differently. I think he's now kind of a for love of the game and the money guy. That's really what I, where I think he's at. The ring, I think he's got the rings and done that, been there, done that. Um, and, and the other part is the, the relationship piece with Patricia and some of the other guys. It, that's oh, the he, thing. Liked, he liked, he did like Detroit. There's no question about that. And that's something I think I, I wouldn't write him off so quick. He, and it, I, I could be wrong. Right. And we'll blow yeah. the horn when I am, but Again, he, he is a free agent. Though, yep. And I think, yep. I think when you look at the contract status of the wide receivers on this team and the God awful talent that was there relative to the other starters that they were playing against down the stretch. This team needs a lot of help at wide receiver. Yes, it, is the number, it is the number one need on the offense, even if Graham Glasgow leaves, because they at least have functional bodies they can rotate in at guard and not get you killed. If your number two wide receiver is Marvin Hall, your team is awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> was, he, was he roommates with Matthew Stafford? <laughs> Throwback doofus there. Um, oh God, I, I I lived through that. I saw that in Houston with Andre Johnson when Chris Walter, Kevin Walter, was his Chris Chris or Kevin Walter, the same freaking guy to me. <laughs> and they couldn't do anything because he, Kenny Galladay is so good, and Marvin Jones got up. If if he's healthy, he'll be back. And I think one of the things that that I took. 
from the mandate that that 2020 is is win or get out is that Marvin will be back. And I didn't think he was going to be back before that. And that makes me happy because I like Marvin. Yeah, yeah. But you got to have a plan beyond. You're not just drafting for your 2020 team. You are drafting for 2021, 2022. You're drafting for down the road. You have to have a more macro vision. If you think if you you're going to be here. If you are just plugging holes and plugging holes with your draft picks, you're never building anything. You're just refilling. You've got to build around. That's where you get your foundational piece. So when you're building at the top of the draft, you take the best impact position player you can get. And I think it will be Jerry Judy. I if it's not Chase Young. Yep. In it might the- it might be Jeff. I don't have a problem with Jeff Okuda. I don't have a problem with AJ Epinesa, that's a little high for me for him, but I, I like him a lot. But that, that that's that's my that's where I'm going. Yeah. I, I would take him over Derek Brown, and I like Derek Brown a lot. I think he's gonna be a very good football player. I would take Jerry Judy over him. Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh in the chat they're they're talking a little bit about um <clears throat> sorry. Um Jerry Judy gonna fly up at after the combine where he's gonna bounce I, up I people's boards. I think he's kinda maybe. already there, honestly. He could go higher. I mean, he could roll higher. I mean, you've seen wide receivers bounce up the mock boards a little bit. Uh, his stock could very well go up in, after a, a, a special kind of workout. But but just one of the <sighs> things is that this year is deep at wide receiver, and you can get a guy, um, and I was talking about it on Twitter earlier today with the Dolphins guy, actually. Um, uh, I, a guy like LaVisca Cheneau of Colorado in the second, top of the second round. Mm-hmm. If you can get him at the top of the second and you get somebody else in the first, I like that. And that, that's where you do your draft mapping. And that's right. something that, that teams do. They go through the scenarios. Get your okay. guard in the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always just so not sexy, right? I mean, it's like, oh. uh, yay, just- we got a tight end. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. call it with that. I think we got it. What's yeah, we, the likelihood yeah. likelihood that we're gonna trade? What would you put it at? We're gonna trade down. Honest, without talking to anybody in Mobile or St. Pete or Indianapolis yet, I don't think it's all that high. Yeah. They will certainly listen, and the phone will ring. Yeah, but will the chance to get an impact player at the number three caliber does not come along often, and a lot of teams feel that they're better off staying there. And I, by the way, agree with that philosophy. I'm staying at three unless somebody just wows me with an offer. Yeah. I'm not I'm not out there like, oh, if you just give me a first and a third and maybe a, a second next year, no, 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 not enough, not enough. I want the impact player I can get at three. Yeah, and, and the other side is we could use some picks this year later down in the draft, so we'll see. And that's actually where Quinn's is best, it seems like. There's free... People forget about free agency in there too. This is a Good point. this is an interesting free agent class. It's an interesting quarterback free agent class. You could get Tom Brady. You could get Andy Dalton. Will be the starter in Chicago next year, by my estimation. Cam Newton could be out there. Drew Brees is a free agent. Philip Rivers is without a contract. There's going to be a lot of weirdness going on there. Did we talk about the dates? I don't remember if we hit it on the dates. No, I don't think we did. Let me hit that really quick. Okay, I got them listed out here. Hold up. Yeah, I got it right here. Uh, January 18th is the Shrine Bowl, not the Shrine game. Uh, the yep. 25th is the Senior Bowl. All the week ahead of that, don't forget our coverage is going to be hot. Get on that yes. YouTube and make sure you subscribe because it's going to be coming hot, heavy, and sexy. Uh, February 24th through the 2nd is the Scouting Combine. We're working to get there. I know uh, the Rizmaniac will be there. I will be there. Yep. It's nice and close for me. Indianapolis is a I, – I turn left twice, and I take the road three hours south, and I mean, I'm literally right there. <laughs> I love Indianapolis. It's a fun town. 
Uh, March 18th begins free agency, I believe, at 4 p.m. that day. Um, from the 16th to 18th of March, they can begin negotiations with those who are going to be unrestricted uh, free agents. That's right. March 29th through, through the 1st of April will be a league meeting in Palm Beach. I want to I want to go to that. It's just the perfect time to be there. Uh, April 23rd through 25th, the NFL draft in Las Vegas. We will be doing our draft party spectacular. So uh, be ready to tune in for that. we got a lot. Of, as always, we we'll up the game every year. We, we keep bringing it more and more. We're going to keep doing that. We'll do it again this year. And then May 1st through the 11th, there's going to be two three-day rookie mini camps that happen uh, in that period to get those done. So there you go. That's the important dates coming up now through May. Um, anything else, Riz? Is there anything else we need to talk about? I don't think so. I think we're good. And it is definitely my bedtime. So yeah. Yeah. Um, don't get old kids. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, look at that. He hasn't seen the lions win a playoff game since he was his son's age. All right. On that bombshell, we're going to call it a show for this week. Remember, we're looking for your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. We appreciate that. Also, don't forget about us all in the Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit lions podcast. Get into the most intelligent Slack chat lions chat on the internet also follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast instagram where detroit lions podcast and on the twitter machine at det lions podcast det lions podcast the very best place to see the riz well i'm wearing pants today but normally with no pants he's playing with his high ankle sprain <laughs> give us a call on skype detroit lions podcast all one word or call us in the lions line 929-33-lions 929-335 <sighs> Four six six seven. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. That's where all the magic happens. Subscribe to the podcast so we can show up in your ear holes automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag. Start the plane. This show is over.